The Philosophy of George Costanza. <laughs> I'm Carl. I'm a, a, a alcoholic addict and all the above. And my sobriety date is August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is SoberPod. SoberPod.com. 366 fucking days sober. Yeah. Sober pie, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome. Sober Pod is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. Join us on this season as we read from our book, 366 Fucking Days Sober. And as always, stay active, stay sober. Hello. Oh, we're going back to hello again, people. There you go. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. So um, does it not? I feel like we're missing something. Do you feel like we're missing something? Mm, energy. Oh. I'm, I'm definitely missing that. I went to the beach yesterday with the with the. With the uh, Corona Serenity Club, we had one or like one of those like um, club beach days. It's the annual end of the summer bash that we do, and I'm tired because we, you know, I walked a lot because I parked mm-hmm. in the wrong spot, and then I'd fucking walk, and then you know, what I mean, like pay twice, <laughs> fucking, you know, whatever. So yeah, I'm kind of tired, more tired than usual, right? More physically tired than you know. And when you get to be my age, Chelsea. <laughs> Shit didn't come the way it used to, you know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so what are we doing here? Um, it's another week. Another week has gone by. We've wasted another fucking seven days of our lives being sober. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how was your week, by the way? Did you, did you, how, it was just in general, just to check in? I mean, it was good. I'm just like so tired because my schedule with work has been so shitty, mm. but... You know, like I was telling you earlier, like a bunch of night shifts, one day off and then more night shifts. So it's, it's been rough, but you know what? We're here and, and we're doing the thing. I'm still sober. So, so I'll take it. What about you? How's, how's your life? Um, good. I, I had a, um, I had a work review. I haven't had a work review in a really long time and, uh, uh, it was different, you know, um, because uh, um, <laughs> for the first time I think of my life, which is just, you know, again, I haven't had a review, like an honest review with people who are like, aren't crazy. Um, I haven't had an honest review of like somebody that like, I, maybe I just got to know, right? Who have, who, who weren't like basing that review off of 20 years of history or whatever, right? So, um, and who didn't know like the worst version of me prior. So, so it's really neat to kind of see, um, you know, uh, uh, in the process of the review, like you, in the past, I always had, um, you know, you work well, Carl, you know, you're a hard worker, you're very competent, you get all your stuff done, you know, you don't miss deadlines, you know, you're very meticulous, et cetera, right? And at the end of all that, they would say, but your attitude and personality, it just really sucks. <laughs> but you know um but you know your personality like your attitude sucks right you have a you have an attitude problem and then um 
And I did. Don't get me wrong. I really had an attitude problem. So I, I fully agree with their assessment. I mean, did I at the time agree with their assessment? Fuck no. But um, but this is the first time that it wasn't like, and your attitude or your personality sucks. It was literally just like, yeah, you know, and here's like some other areas that we need to work on. Like it wasn't like, you know, that was the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Which I just, you yeah. know, actually I was commended. I was actually in the opposite direction. I was like, you know, given all these like kudos about my personality and my attitude, which is like so strange to hear. Right? People like me. People you really like, like me. me. Oh my God. So, uh, um, so yeah, I think the, um, um, I think let me just say the process of recovery does, uh, pay off. Uh, if you're looking to, you know, for that, uh, uh, adjustment, right. You know, definitely helped me to, um, put me in a different space, you know, for those things. So yeah, so it was a really neat, um, end to the week, let's just say, um, other than that, I, I haven't really been doing much. Just, just being me, just existing, you know, <laughs> I like, I like That's existing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So um so this week we are reading from the 366 fucking days sober book. Uh by the way if you were so inclined if you every purchase of this book we get a dollar 80 from this book purchase and then um and that money is used towards Soberpod and all of Soberpod's you know functions and endeavors or whatever sober pod does right so um none of that money is is used to pay my bills or chelsea's bills it's not used to um you know i don't know go on vacation or you know buy my tea which i should really <laughs> but i do drink the tea during the podcast so like, that's an uh, expense is that an expense <laughs> no i don't know you know so uh <clears throat> but no so none of the money is used for any uh anything's outside of of sober pod and sober pod podcast. So if you've gotten any benefit from, you know, listening to this podcast and participating in any way, by all means, please, you know, buy the book uh, and it's available on Amazon. You can search on Google 366 days sober. You don't even have to use the word fucking or just look on Google 366 fucking days sober. And we are the first ones as soon as you search on Google. Uh, but if you forgetting all that, and if you can remember that you're listening to sober pod, you can visit soberpod.com and then there's a link there to buy the book. Uh, and don't forget, if you have bought the book, please rate and review. Like, it's so important that you review the book so that people know that it's worth the $12.22 that it takes to purchase this book, which is not a lot mm-hmm. of money, right? I mean, for mm-hmm. this thick, look how thick this book is, Chelsea. Ooh, she thick. She thick. <laughs> <laughs> She's so thick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she got a great personality too, you know. I was like, oh yeah. All right. So um so so we read from this book uh and then we talk about it. And if you are new to recovery, we did a similar thing which we listened to um uh, the book Living Sober which is put out by uh uh Alcoholics Anonymous World Services. Um and uh so we listened to that book and if you go back to March of 2022 and there's a podcast titled uh, New Beginnings. You can listen there. And that's if you're newly sober. And again, we won't even ask you to buy that book because it's not our book. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it is freely available on AA.org. So if you want to go to uh, AA.org and read that stuff, you can. Ours is not freely available. Just just saying. Okay. So we read this, and then we discuss a little bit about it. And at the very end, if you guys stick around to the very end, we'll actually read another day august 7th 
right? Uh, and then you, so you guys get a little freebie there too. Just something to think about as you go about your day. Um, Chelsea, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you pumped? No. Oh, you're not pumped. <laughs> are you? Are you jazzed? <laughs> no. <laughs> are, you, are you jazz hand? Are you jazz handed? Jazz hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this is August sixth. Uh, do you want to read, or do you want me to read? Um, I can read. Go for it. All right. August sixth. Have you ever watched Seinfeld? You know the '90s sitcom. There is an episode where one of the characters, George Costanza, decides that every decision he has ever made has been wrong. So he decides that he is going to start doing the complete opposite. He realizes that this new idea is actually working for him. He is surprised by how easy his life starts to go for him. In recovery, we call this idea contrary action, which we can use with great benefit in certain situations. For example, when we feel like not going to a meeting, we can find one to attend. When we think we should kill the neighbor, chop him up in little bite-sized chunks, and feed him to our dogs, maybe we should think about doing the opposite. This practice may, may make time. It does help to have someone bounce ideas off once in a while. Reflections. What have you done the opposite of your instincts or usual behavior? Did it work out? Daily challenge. Find one thing you don't want to do today and then do it as soon as possible. Watch the growth happen. The one thing I did not want to do today um, huh. that I did do uh, right away, which was because um, I was sitting there and uh, I was doing this watercolor, right? Because um, I started doing watercolor again because, you know, um, it's therapeutic for me on some level. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm sitting there listening to music and I'm just painting or whatever, drinking my tea and just having a good fucking morning. And then my wife is coming at me because it's fucking Sunday and she wants all these honeydews done. Right. And, uh, and I swear to God, if she, if she would have turned around after she had walked away, like as she was walking away, if she would, cause she asked me to like do these, uh, we have the filter vents, you know, they get all dirty and cause we have the central air shit and so they, um, so the filters get dirty in the, for the house, the fan. And then, uh, so she comes downstairs and she gives me this honeydew shit. And it's always, why is it, why is it like, you know, a guy is just like sitting there doing, you know, just doing whatever the fuck it is that he does. And, and like, what goes off in the woman's brain four rooms away of like, I need to go run to that motherfucker right now and tell him to fucking do something. Cause she comes at me with like her hair all fucking wet her Like, you know, her, whatever the moo moo that she wears around the house. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like just out of the <laughs> shower kind of thing. And she comes running at me and be like, all right, we gotta, you know, you gotta do the vents. You just gotta do the vents. And it's just like, I mean, is it right fucking, did you have to stop everything you were fucking doing and find me in order? You know, it's fucking nine o'clock in the morning. You know Otherwise I mean? we'll forget. Yeah, we got to <laughs> like act on it right then. <laughs> Either way. So she comes at me like it's the end of the motherfucking world and I need to let go do these fucking vents. So again, as she was walking away, I was like, I'm going to kill this bitch. Like I just, my, 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 <laughs> my, my, my eyes were just fucking like killing her. Right. Cause I was like, well, I'm all peaceful, you know, listening to me doing my little 
you know, watercolor. And she just got to come running at me and just fucking like, you know, fix that shit. You know, and it's Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> goddammit. You know, and it's like, so I go, all right, fine. You know, and I, and I, I, so I know that we have one of the filters, but I know that we don't have the other. So I just like, you know, so I just fuck it. You know, I push my shit aside, you know, let it fucking dry or whatever. And I just go and I do that shit um, because I don't want to do it. I really don't like, and I just, the worst part is I just finished reading this motherfucking thing. Like, you know, <laughs> like a half hour before all that shit. And uh, so it's top of mind for me, right? I'm like, all right, like here's something I don't want to fucking do. And so I go and I grab the step ladder and I go fucking take the old ones out, put a new one in. I order the other ones and I set those up on like a, you know, whatever schedule. So on Amazon, so don't fucking forget next time because I don't have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, so I, I, I just, there's something about like, but here's the thing. Had I, when we don't do those things, what happens, right? It's like she'll come at me. I glare the fuck at her, right? Because I'm already like pissed off, and then she'll go off, and I'll forget about it, and then fucking it'll be like nine o'clock tonight, and then she'll say what? Did you fucking replace that fucking vent? <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it, woman! <laughs> you know, it's like no, I fucking didn't, right? You know, it's like, and and again, I'm still maybe I'm resentful because I haven't done the thing, and really more so, I'm more resentful at myself, right? Because mm. I didn't do the thing that, you know, I agreed to do, right? You know, because when she was glaring at me with her hair all wet and her moo, I was like, yes, honey, I will do that, you know? So, mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, but you know what I'm saying? It's like that really, it's like that's the kind of the shit that's like, you know, contrary action for me at that moment was stop everything that I'm doing. Stop doing, because I want to do the watercolor, actually. I'm really, my brain is obsessed about doing it at that point. And, uh, and I want to just stop do i mean i, mean, I want to continue to do that and not even deal with her shit and then uh but i'm like fuck it so i gotta stop push everything aside and then go do that until it's done right and uh, i've done everything that i can do up to this point you know except yeah. for wait for the thing and i hate that shit but you know what, like <laughs> you know here's the it took maybe about 20 minutes out of my life and but i you know no worse for the wear right like i went right back there my watercolor still fucking sitting there you know, and I just started to do that shit, you know, got another tea, warmed it up, you know, but man, you know, how easy it is in the past to like, you know, have that shit really impact or affect you. So Chelsea, you know that the question is what, mm. what, um, what more recently have you, um, have you, where have you taken the idea of contrary action into action? Like where have you performed that? Um, at is it, don't say it's with this podcast because it'll make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I mean, I think, I think uh, lately it's just been like things around the house. Like we we moved into like our bigger house and we have so much stuff. And like when you're just exhausted from work, like the last thing you want to do is clean or organize or any of that shit. And so, um, you know, all I wanted to do was read my book. Mm. I just wanted to lay in bed and read my book. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, the longer you sit and read this book, the less time you have to get shit done that you actually need to do. So I got myself out of bed and I was like, all right, if you do X, Y, and Z, you know, then you can, you know, sit down and read your book. And 
it was painful because all I wanted to do was chill because I've been working hard. And, but then I looked at my house and I'm like, I have so much shit to do. Like I need to at least do some of it. And, you know, afterwards I felt, I felt really good for doing those things and actually getting them done and not just like, you know, being lazy and leisurely all, all day. Um, but it's hard because you just, at least for me, uh, pleasurable activities are way more, um, enticing and enjoyable than say cleaning or, uh, you know, catching up on things that you've been neglecting like laundry, um, or dishes or whatever. Um, but I'm glad when I kick myself out of that, like lazy mentality, because then I get things done and I feel more accomplished. Um, and when I don't do those things, I just like feel shitty about myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, like, fuck, I wasted all day. Like, you know, because I was being selfish and didn't want to put in any effort, any work. Um, and now I'm stuck in the same spot, but now I feel worse about it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of stuff like that. Um, and, and it's so easy to just like stay in that lazy frame of mind. And then like, it just keeps piling on, you know, nothing will change if you don't do anything about it. (laughs) Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so then, um, so you've been, you know, pretty diligent about, uh, picking up those, I guess all that stray work that, you know, from, from your bigger house. Right. So this is something that like when you, when you want to just go fucking read your book or lay down, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I can do like another fucking half hour of this shit. Is it? Is that what? I mean, I wish I could say that it was all the time and it was every day, but I'm trying to be better about Mm it. And, and, you know, like really ignoring the pull to, you know, do the fun thing and, first doing the um, necessary not fun thing Mm -hmm. you know and then I can reward myself afterward but um, I always feel better when I do that because I'm I'm being productive I'm you know not just sitting on my ass and and then you know hearing from my husband like what you didn't do anything all day and I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) all day so um so then I I guess what about um you know like uh, what about chopping up your uh uh your neighbors and then feeding them to your dogs like so l- let me give you a, a good example like there's this dude in a um um in a meeting and uh I mean this motherfucker like it was a while ago too so so if you're listening and you think that it's you, you know, I don't know, maybe it is you. Uh, it probably is. <laughs> it probably is. But there no, there's a student in this meeting and I mean just a real fucking jerk like i just just i just you know he had the uh he had the adjective of uh when i was talking to my sponsor we would put the word angry before his name right so it's you know so if it was if his name was carl we call him angry carl right so uh so um so referring to angry carl uh you know he was just a fucking jerk and so he you know he sit in fucking meetings and he just you know just an asshole just a general fucking asshole and I really didn't like the fucking dude. I can't stand the motherfucker, actually. Um, um, and then so uh, one day uh, he tried saving a seat uh, with with a, with like a business card or something. And it was a business card that was off of like the you know those free tables. You know, take a you know some business card was up there. So he grabbed some business card, 
like not and then puts it on the fucking seat and i'm like what the fuck who cares like you know what i mean so so uh so maybe part jerk on my part right i literally go and i and i fucking uh put the business card in my pocket and i sit down right so i'm like and i don't know it's him by the way i don't know that he's the one doing it but i just like i i just thought like if somebody's saving their seat by just putting a business card on there then Tough shit, right? Because like, maybe your keys or your phone or something that's personally yours, but you know, some strange business card. So I just thought, you know what, it could be trash. So I put it in my pocket, and then, uh, um, and then I'm sitting there, and they fucking dude, there's completely fucking open room, right? Dude comes in and fucking says it's my seat, right? And I am like, I like, dude, there's fucking fifty fucking chairs in here. Go fucking find one, right? But I didn't say that. I just said, oh, I was like, I didn't, you know, I, was, I don't know. It, it, I just sat down, right? And he goes, oh, there's a card there. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't see a card, right? So, of course, I'm lying. Because, <laughs> but then this dude's a fucking jerk, right? So, he doesn't, you know, it's like, so I'm, you know, I'm kind of justifying a little bit. So then, um, but then this motherfucker goes in, um, and, and he just, you know, he just fucking turns it up. He fucking comments on some shit, says some shit after the fucking meeting. And then, of course, I go and I jump in on him, right? But again, he doesn't know that he's a fucking jerk. He doesn't know that he's an asshole. He literally doesn't know that his name is Angry Carl, right? He doesn't fucking know this shit. But Don't you know you're Angry Carl <laughs> in yeah. my world? In my world, you're fucking Angry Carl, motherfucker. So, um, so you know, he says something, and then I said something really fucking mean to him after the meeting. Like, really fucking mean. And, uh, and it came from a mean spot. And he actually commented. He's like, dude, why are you, why are you saying that stuff? He's like, I like you. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, this dude, like, he's just fucking in complete denial about his own shit, right? And he has no fucking clue about how I feel about him, right? And uh, and then so, you know what? I was like, you know what? I was talking to my sponsor, and I was like, you know, I was like, every time I see this motherfucker, I'm going to go out of my way to, like, fucking shake his hand or to say hello or to give him a hug, right? And just be like, fucking, just shine on, fucking be like smiley motherfucking super smile face right like kill just him with kindness kill him all the fucking, it's contrary action because my tongue wants to kill him just fucking mm-hmm. rip him apart and just you know i really just want to take him out and i don't know why that is but um but I, he's the type of person that i just like i just i love to chew in on and and so um so but i decided that i was going to just kill him with kindness not only that is um uh the next meeting that comes by it was a uh uh next meeting i uh i saved a seat for him and so when he came in i'm like hey i saved your seat I, this is the one right like this is the <laughs> one that you wanted you know so um so i started to do that shit and that's the thing is um you know it's uh it's uh uh now you know when i see him oh yeah and i did that by the way for a long time right so and it's all contrary action shit acting totally against my nature talking to him after meetings talk you know again doing the same thing making a beeline for him shaking his hand giving him a hug you know hey how you doing blah 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 making conversation uh this was not in carl's fucking capabilities before recovery right before real serious recovery because i you know i probably could have tried doing that but at some point i would have slipped up i would have not had the the you know, wherewithal or the awareness in order to maintain that disposition, right? You know, he would have said something and I would have been like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like, and it would have been game on, right? And now it's like, it's not, right? And then here's the other thing. In working towards that goal, there's a little bit of me that prays for him every time I do that, right? It's this really weird sense of like, you know what? He doesn't know, 
right? He doesn't know what he fucking does. He's just a jerk. He's an asshole. But you know what? Maybe he's an asshole because he feels outsider because nobody's fucking nice to him, right? You know, nobody gives him the opportunity to fucking be the the opposite of what he is. So yeah. I was like, so that was kind of part of it for me. So I kind of looked at it that way and I approached it that way from a real empathy standpoint. And that's the other thing is bringing people into the fold, how powerful that is, right? When you see somebody on the outside who's constantly putting themselves on the outside, it's like do them a favor and bring them in, right? And again, it may be contrary to your nature or your action, but you know what? It's loving. That's the loving thing to do. Even if it goes against your original, <laughs> you know, uh, um, you know, operating system, right? And that's kind of what it was. So now every time I see a dude, it's fucking, it's right as rain, right? The dude fucking doesn't give me a hard time. I don't give him a hard time. It's fucking chill. It's peaceful. It's, you know, it's normal shit, right? And all it took was to take that little bit of effort every time I saw him to go and, you know, five, ten minutes, whatever, right? And just shoot the shit and just be nice. Isn't that funny? Do you do you feel like um you know it's it's no longer a problem for you but would you say like did you notice if he softened at all or if his like general attitude shifted a little bit? Well, just like prayer, right? Uh it's like, you know, I can sit there and I can pray for Chelsea, you to have all of the things that I would desire, right? I pray for Chelsea that she gets everything that I would want in this world. And, um, you know, over a two week time, you know, whether you get those things, I don't fucking know. But what I do know is that I, um, I change, you know, prayer doesn't change the world. Prayer changes me and how I perceive the world. So gives me that awareness and that thoughtfulness and that empathetic consideration that I just didn't have for other people in this world. So I, so, so here's the thing. I guess here's the difference or maybe here's like the summary of that, which is to say like, I don't know if he changed, but I know that I changed how I see him and that's all that mattered. Right. So, you know what I mean? It's like that really Mm -hmm. weird thing. It's like, um, you know, it's like your perception becomes your reality kind of stuff. So that was it. Like I, you know, do you have anybody that you've shined on like that and then, and then had a change of heart on? Um, I feel like uh, in my line of work, we sometimes get some disgruntled or angry patients. And um, depending on my day, um, I can either be bitter or, you know, resentful, or I can shift it into a more like compassionate, understanding and kind mentality. And when I actually take the time because there's nothing I can't there's nothing I can't stand more than when someone uh, gives me some sort of judgment on uh, a patient or another person and and, um, it's a negative one Mm. because I'm like I don't know this person like I haven't assessed the situation and now you're already tainting my perception of them you know Um, which I'm guilty of myself but I don't like it because a part of me is like, well, what are you not seeing, you know, in this person that's causing them to behave this way? You know, what is it that, you know, I can investigate more and find out, okay, like maybe this person's being an asshole because they're in pain, you know, and they, and they don't know how to like, 
communicate that or you know maybe they had a traumatic event you know we work on a trauma unit and um, so I try to lead from uh, the perspective of what is the underlying issue here you know because it's not me like I don't take things personally like patients can be assholes like family members like even my coworkers can be assholes and and it's kind of like you know what is what is the underlying cause of uh, their unhappiness and just trying to like capitalize on that. And so, you know, when I see someone who like a couple of weeks ago, I had a patient who was just like super, super like grumpy and, um, not following, not following like recommendations mm-hmm. and just being rude to the nurses. And like, you know, I sat down with this dude cause I had a few minutes and I talked to him about his life and, you know, he, a year ago was a pilot and now he was pretty much like dependent on everyone because Mm. he had, um, Parkinson's that had, uh, progressed pretty rapidly. And so I'm just sitting here talking to this guy and I'm really feeling, um, you know, sad that he had all this independence. He was respected. He had a career. He's not super old. And suddenly all of that was ripped away from him. Like, you know, I'd be, you know, a grumpy person too. Like you, you feel like so out of control of things. And we, he and I, we had an understanding, like the rest of the shift was great because I spent the time to, you know, try and figure out from his perspective, why things were, uh, so challenging. And it's like, when you feel out of control, you know, of your life, all you like, you're not necessarily a nice person and you try to grasp at anything that you can control. And so while it's frustrating, it's just sometimes we don't understand the the reasoning or the cause for why someone's acting a certain way. And it's not anything I could control. The only thing I could control was like putting in the effort to be kind and to try and understand him. And it made me feel better because, you know, at least I did everything in my power to right the situation or to help this person and make my shift easier on myself. You know what I mean? So, you know, I could have been pissed off and just like been like the rest of them. But, Mm -hmm. uh, when I actually take the time to, uh, dig a little deeper and build some rapport, things just always work out better for me. Mm -hmm. And so I like, I like your, uh, you know, the way that you described just being really kind to that guy in the meeting, because, you know, maybe that's exactly what he needs, you know, and that can change someone's whole perspective, but regardless, it's going to change yours. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's really, I think, um, a lot of my unhappiness comes from, uh, just not being able to change people, but really, uh, I just need to focus on changing myself, my actions, my attitudes, my beliefs. So Yeah, it's it's so amazing like how how little we really consider like the things that we do in our lives uh add so much to our um self worth and value mm-hmm. and like again it was just talking basic stuff in terms of contrary action. I remember like, you know, I uh when I was first getting sober, like my sponsor my first sponsor had me come in and make a list of things to do around the house and you know, whenever I got home and it's like, rather than just like, you know, getting home and throwing your shit down and just 
do whenever the hell you, you know, go watch TV or whatever. Like I would have to do all these other things. Well, I mean, I had a house of six people, so <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, you got shit to you do. You got shit to do, right? But I would be like so selfish and self-centered. And again, I think that's the other side of it is like there's so much self-betrayal that you don't see underneath all that, right? About like, you know what, like, again, to have self-esteem, you're supposed to do esteemable acts, but I didn't understand that like my behavior that way um, of like not attending to those things was actually like, part of why I had this lower self-esteem because I wasn't doing the things that I was supposed to be doing. Right. And, um, and then, you know, again, my contra contrary to, you know, to my nature, because my nature is just to go fucking watch Netflix at the time. Right. That was my, that was who I was. Right. Fuck you guys. You know, I'm like, go fucking watch Netflix. And, uh, uh, you guys can pick up that shit. And, uh, and then, um, and, and so, as I like started to do those things, I was like, Oh, like I'm caring for my home. I'm caring for my environment. I mean, so I'm caring for others. Oh my God, I'm caring for myself. Like, Oh my God, look at me go. Right. And it was just like one of those things that like you don't realize until you're actually doing it. That's why this whole idea of contrary action again, gives you a new idea, a new perspective of how, how things work. And especially if you do it for extended periods of time, not just a fucking week, not just in your 30 day chip. No, for like, you know, like go the long haul with some of this shit, six months to a year and see how it works. Right. Because it really does change a lot of things to be able to like operate on these levels and, to, uh, and to sacrifice, you know, some of those selfish needs that you were, you know, uh, you know, you know, doing for such a long time. Right. So, you know, yeah, yeah, it really does change um, change a lot. It really does. It's, and well, and if we experience. if we get down to like early sobriety and just the basics, it's like, you know, when I first got sober, all I wanted to do was drink. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that took some contrary action of not going to the liquor store. You know, not driving to the gas station after work to pick up a twelve pack. Like, I had to avoid my previous like routine I had to completely and I had to do that for a long period of time in order to stay sober and that's really like I think the very first contrary action that we have to do the next would be like you know when someone uh that maybe you used to party with invites you to a party you don't go mm -hmm. you know um because in my case, I wouldn't go because I didn't feel comfortable or confident that I wouldn't pick up a drink. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you did end up going to that party, then the contrary action would to be not drink, you know, like it's very, very basic. Um, but like people, places, things like you're going to have to do that all differently. You know, I couldn't keep my routine, like I said, of leaving work, going to pick up booze and then coming home and drinking all night. I had to, uh, you know, go to work, leave work, go to the gym or go shopping, you know, something different to, um, get away from alcohol and get away from that habit that I had. Yeah. I, uh, you know, reading the big book, it's funny because the big book would, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, they talk about, um, you know, we had to have, you know, get rid of old ideas and old conceptions, right? And we, and then we had to be open, you know, to new ideas, right? Uh, you know, so we had to throw out like all of our lifelong, 
you know, ideas that we had. So, so, you know, a big part of that is the contrary action to those things. And so I think it's really, um, you know, they really try to set you up for this idea of contrary action and, and doing, you know, the opposite of what you think you should be doing. Cause boy, you know, and it's funny. I think the next reading, we're going to read it here and look a little bit. I think it actually does talk about that as well. Uh, yeah. So this the next one is great because it really is. It's funny how this book really ties one page to the next, isn't it? It's almost mm-hmm. like somebody was thoughtful when they did that. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, or it could be just a coincidence. We'll never know. <laughs> we got to talk to the author. Okay. So, uh, so Chelsea, I think we beat this uh dead horse. Wait, wait. I think we've I think we've beat off this dead horse. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> I knew it was coming. To the ground. I think I've whacked this one off with a big, large <laughs> jar of Vaseline. Um, so I think. <laughs> should we read August 7th? We should read August 7th. And not uh, talk about beating things off. Beating off horses. <laughs> God. Anyway. Um, okay. So, uh, so yes, that topic over. New topic. Well, similar topic. Ready? August 7th. Uh, which would be Monday for you people um, uh, who are just listening on Monday, August 7th. Uh, alcoholics and addicts are probably the only people I know who have to question their thoughts daily. We get all sorts of great ideas, quote unquote, and even begin to act on them well before we should. It can cause a lot of trouble if we don't stay on top of our thoughts. That is why we talk about staying close to the herd or staying in the middle of the herd. Uh, and not straying too far away from one another in the rooms of recovery. On our own, we can come up with some strange ideas. Unfortunately, some of those great ideas might end up getting us drunk, high, or worse. So we must question our own thinking and check in with ourselves and others. Make room for this to happen. Pause when we get excited or agitated, and take long, deep breaths where we can find our center and continue on with the task in front of us. Reflections. Am I getting distracted today? When was the last time my great ideas got me into trouble? Daily challenge. Are you checking in with others today? Should you talk about your ideas with someone? So, um, uh, you know, I, in my early recovery life, um, and I, I hear this from a lot of dudes as well. I don't know if you did this. Maybe you did. Maybe you did too. It would be interesting to know if, if Chelsea had some of the similar actions one of my great ideas uh especially when i was fighting with my wife was to uh uh to uh divide everything in half literally like you know uh saw it in half it <laughs> if i needed to and then uh and just fucking go pick out my my new curtains in my apartment like if i you know it i gave like i only got to a point of like in an argument or feeling angered in that regard that I would literally like, just like fuck it, it's over. I can I cannot go on anymore with this bullshit. I'm done. I'm fuck. It's mm-hmm. I'm done. I would say this all the time. Like, no, I'm done. I can't. I can't do it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I, every time I'd argue with her, and then, um, and then of course you know I'm calling my sponsor, and in my head I literally do have like, like, like you know the picking out the color of the paint or the curtains in my new fucking apartment. I'm like, where can I have my apartment? Right? <laughs> like, should I be over here? Should I, should I close to the fucking AA meeting or, you know, whatever. Right. And, um, you know, it's just, it was just fucking, you know, just stupid like that. So, so I, I never really paused when I agitated, you know, I never really could calm down. It always got to that point of like, you know, 
you know, fuck you. And she'd say, fuck you. And then she'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. And I'd be like, bitch, it's my house too. You know? And then, uh, you know, you fucking leave, you know? And then, um, and then again, you know, I did the right thing, I guess, by sharing with my sponsor later, you know, whatever. Um, and then, and we talk about that, that point of thinking where it's like, um, I'm picking out new curtains, you know, or I'm done. Um, and, and then we get down to the real business of shit, the quality of life. You know, do, you know, I love my wife. I would never leave her. You know, she's, you know, um, you know, she stayed with me. I stayed with her. Like it's, it's been 20 years of marriage. We're not going to leave each other. That's bullshit. But again, I'm, you know, I get to that agitated point. I mean, there's times when I came really close though, you know, and I, yeah. would, without having to think it through and, and, and talk to somebody about it. And, uh, so that's the thing. Did you ever do that? Did you ever get, did you ever get to that? that that quote unquote that fight or flight with uh with your husband oh yes yeah yes i mean early on like it it did come close to a point where i was going to leave um and i've talked about this many times but um and i it was for like it, it was something that i had thought through it wasn't a last a last minute like you know in anger but there are times like even today where if we're arguing about something um I love saying I'm done or uh, I'm not talking about this anymore. This conversation's over. This bullshit. Yeah. Like, (laughs) um, you know, I just like, I shut down because I don't want to do something stupid. And so like my reaction is like, okay, we're going to cut this off. No more talking, Mm. no more talkie talkie. I'm going to walk away. And you know, sometimes that's a good thing because I do need to like calm down, but um, it, to never address it ever again is not going to fix anything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I more so now just use it as a, a timeout for myself, um, because I can't say it maturely all the time. Like mm-hmm. I need some space. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I, I do get extreme and I'll slam a door and, you know, I'll just fucking do whatever I want to do. Well, you got to communicate it, how you feel somehow, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm still, you know, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Aren't we all? We're all work yeah. in progress. But, you know, I'm not immune to uh, my extreme emotions and my extreme actions. So, um, but later on, I'm always, you know, apologetic and like, you know, I'm sorry. This is why I was feeling this way. And, and you know, we, we talk through it. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've definitely gotten to that point and I think it's simply because I've got like so much like stimulating me that I cannot do anything except like shut it all down Mm. at once. Um, And pausing when agitated is something that you have to practice, you know, and I'm so grateful, you know, when I was listening to Sober Pod, um, I'm trying to think. You know, it was it was into my recovery ways, but um, before day. I was back in the day, <laughs> before I was on the show, I remember hearing pause when agitated, and it was incredible that like when I could actually slow down and before saying the first thing that came into my head, that was usually not nice, and I just like stepped back for a second, like I was so much more mature, I and things didn't get out of hand, and usually it worked out much better for me when I could, you know, slow down enough to um, stop myself from making a fool of myself, so, um, and then also with the pause when agitated uh, thing, like I 
coupled that with giving it up to God, right? Mm -hmm. So like when Mm -hmm. I was agitated and I felt like out of control, I would say, okay, like, you know, I'd pray about it and I'd say this, I can't deal with this anymore. Like I'm giving it up to you. Like, please help me through this. And I'd always feel better, Mm -hmm. you know, when I could actually practice that. So, um, don't talk yeah, to, exactly. are you talking to my current sponsor? Are you guys conspiring against me? Is that what you're doing right now? I'm just saying. <laughs> Is he messaging you? you? Yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I agree 100%. Yeah, getting the, uh, the pause when I agitate. That's why it goes into contrary action as well, because that's what, you know, again, it's like you, you're not going to be able to think about contrary action unless you pause you know, before those things come up, because when they come up, I mean, we're so instant about what we do and how we do it. Uh, you know, again, it's just it, it, riding from the hip like that is just not a good place to be. So that's why, um, you know, I think that these two pages are really, uh, um, you know, partnered together is because, you know, you ha- you can't have one without the other. So you can't have contrary action unless you're actually taking the time to think about what that actually is. So, yeah, mm-hmm. one yep. of those ways to do that. All right, Chica, I think we're done for the for the fucking week. Fuck. Week. So um <laughs> so I do want to thank again uh Friends in Recovery. They've talked and promoted the book, which is so fucking awesome. And they again the podcast too. So please go on over there and, and, and listen to them. They're on the uh the right coast. Uh they're in on the east coast basically. And uh again, they covered the twelve steps back in twenty twenty two, like all year long. And right now they're doing like themed months, so you can like go and like listen to their theme months, which is kinda cool. So they hmm. uh, they are covering like topics for per month which i didn't you know that's a cool idea um didn't we ever didn't we ever do that yeah yeah we did that too didn't we oh those motherfuckers i didn't think about that <laughs> anyway so go on listen to friends in recovery they've stolen some good ideas from us so they, they gotta be good and then um and then uh v over at um sos meetings uh for silver pod if you go to silverpod.com you can scroll down and you'll see some information there for a zoom meeting for sos meetings and um, it's what's the times again? It's six six p.m. Six p.m. Pacific, and is it nine, 9 Eastern? Eastern, yep. Yeah. Uh, and so Via's got her conglomerate of people. I don't want to. I, I thought you were going to say degenerates. Yeah, I was going to say something like that, but I was like felons. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice individuals. <laughs> <laughs> so um. So yeah, so uh, so make time for that on Saturdays if you are around, uh, and if not, then you know, of course, you know, do what you got to do. Um, Chelsea, is there anything else that we're going to say to these? Uh, uh, I don't know, people. Bodacious, <laughs> voluptuous. Um, I just invite everyone to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com/groups/soberpod. And we have Bang and Bod Phil on there who does an exercise class. And we're oh, yeah. so grateful for you, Phil. Um, and then you can interact with Carl and myself. And uh, also V. She's part of that group, too. So it's a good time. Yeah, is she a nice moderator? I don't know. There's a few moderators on there, too. So, um, so yeah. I bet she is. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. But it is growing. There's more people. You know, we went past our, like, our little 333 mm. number or whatever. So I think that's cool. I don't know. Just, everybody just bailed out right now. Because, <laughs> yeah, but either way, yeah, we, we, uh, we, it's been growing too, which is kind of cool. All right. That's it. That's all we have. What do you say to the kind, beautiful, loving, 
compassionate people. Deuces. And I say stay active, stay sober. See ya. Motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Soberpod.com. 366 fucking days sober. Yeah. It was a sight to see them. Breakfast was Sprite and Seagrams. Wrestling with my vices. Exercising my demons. My blessings were blocked, so I never got the message. I'm stressing. I'm only 12 steps from an exit. Regret it because my imperfections were perfected. I ain't run from it. I accept it and rep it. It's a badge to me. Good stories come from a tragedy. And when you survive, the glory will come in Act 3. The wait's over. 366 fucking days sober. Morning affirmations that can start the day for you. Use my favorite book. Mark for a placeholder, finish when the day's over, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, sober pod, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome.